Welcome to Through the Grapevine, a podcast eager to bring you closer to the makers and movers of our industry. Be sure to subscribe and join our community as our message is only as strong as our following. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Nottingham Sellers, located in the historic Livermore Valley. Now, here are your hosts, Colin Craner, Jeremy Truposi, and Jason Montero. Ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime. Welcome back to the TTC podcast, y'all. Hello. Season two, episode two. This feels feels amazing. Everyone's in the room. We're already like the microphone's already gr- pulling our we're, faces we're already, closer. We're already. Mm, yeah. So we're gonna try our best to <clears throat> not breathe into the microphones like we did last season, but it's yeah. all good. We can't make any promises. Um, it's good to be back, though. Here we are, Friday. It's like it's it's official. The first that first episode was a pilot. I mean, that was just fun. It's still gonna be fun, but like here we go. We got a guest on today. Yes, sir. And, and forever and beyond. Jamon is uh he's on he's on the injury report, but he still made it in. Um it's okay, I'm on I'm on the relaxable. And then he got upgraded to probable. Yeah. Right before game time <laughs> so yeah, if you didn't put him in your fantasy lineups, you made a mistake. He's, he's back, already baby. scored two hundred and sixty thousand points. It's good to be here. It's good, it's to, be good here. to be here. How's everyone feeling? Feeling good. Yeah? Yeah. I love this. Well, then let's just dive right into it, man. So we got a very special guest today, like we always do. Um, the first of many. I know I... Damn it. Yeah, I hate oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's very um, He is new to Livermore, been a lot of places, um, formerly of Kronerberger, Tartine Manufactory, executive chef at St. Vincent, now our chef and partner at Range Life. He is the curator of the Range Loaf, as many of you know, and he's actually been nominated twice for Livermore's most coveted Bill Beard Award, <laughs> we introduce to the microphones and TTG Bill Niles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah! How are you, sir? I'm great, man. I'm happy to be here. We're happy to have you. Happy to we've, have you. We've been we've been kind of chasing you a little bit. We're never sure if you'd be, you know, if this was your thing and, and we and, and we got you. I love podcasts. I've been a I've been a big podcast guy for a decade. Plus, have you? Yeah, I was. Ju- I jumped on it like right. You know, we were still on RSS feeds. Oh wow! Yeah. Wait, wow. all right. Yeah. What, what's uh, what, 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 some of your favorites? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna expose me for the nerd that I am. <laughs> We've got a segment that's gonna help expose that. So yeah, just dive I got in. a segment for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm 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 a nerd from way back. So I like tech stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. The original was like Twit. This week in this week in tech. Really? Oh, yeah, shit. I've been listening to that for, I don't know, 15 years, 12 Look years. At like, <laughs> Look at you smart, go. Look at you go. They're like introducing the Razor. The... <laughs> oh, yeah. They we're reviewing the Razor this week. <laughs> the camera phone. It's going to be It's going to be huge. Well, and I think the TTG stays in the... Uh, in the rotation a little bit here oh, yeah. in there, yeah? Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, uh, yeah, nice. That is... That is pretty cool. We like when we when we first started this, we were like, man, I hope like these people. That was the whole thing. Like, hey, uh, we hope the chefs put it on during prep and Mm -hmm. like the kitchen listens to it. I got a lot of time. Like, I do a lot of prep by myself in the morning, so I got a lot of time to to consume get some podcasts. Nice, nice. Well, we are very happy to be in the rotation. So, um, we're gonna kind of start off with the you know with the low hanging fruit, as we were just kind of saying before we got on. I think everyone is well aware of who Bill Niles is. Um, mm-hmm. Sees him back there in the kitchen. You know, they'll get a crudo here and there, get a smile here and there, but <laughs> not too many people get to actually converse with you, man. You're you know, you're always in the you know in the trenches, getting unapproachable. Shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 He's unapproachable, guys. Don't don't touch yeah. him. 
but I mean, tell us a little about yourself. I mean, where are you coming from? We talked about your history a little bit here, but who who is the guy? Oh, geez, I don't know. Um, I'm, uh, you know, I've been in uh, California. I, I thought about it yesterday. I've been in California for over 10 years now, uh, in the Bay Area specifically. And um, like prior to that, even he, when I first few years I was here, it was like, I'm East Coast. Like I'm from Philly. I'm from the Philadelphia, greater Philadelphia area, the Delaware Valley. And, um, but I like repped that everywhere I went. And, and then it slowly started to fade away, started adopting some of the nomenclature. And next thing I know, a lot, a lot of hell start out making fun of it. Next thing you know, it's like, I say it nonstop. Like, and I'm sort of indoctrinated now. And I, that's true of like everything. Like it's like my attitude about like life, my approach to food. I just went full, you know, California. And um, I couldn't see myself going back even at this point. But you're the, you're the fresh prince. Yeah, yeah basically. <sighs> nice. Yeah. You heard it here first, y'all. Yeah, and I almost like forget sort of just those. I mean, because I worked in New Jersey and Philadelphia for man, 15, 12, 15 years before I moved out here. Some of the, from the time I was able to be allowed in a kitchen. One of like, my best friends growing up, his dad had a, a restaurant in Seattle City, New Jersey. And they would let us cook. And then as soon as I turned 14, it was like I started doing toast at a restaurant on the boardwalk oh, in man. New Jersey. Oh, man. And I like by the end of the year, I was the Garmo cook. And then, you know, yada, yada, yada. I was there for like six years, you know, through high school. Everybody's having fun. Chained to a stove. <laughs> and that was my identity until I came out here. And then uh, it was just like work, work, work. Philly, Philly, Philly. And then came out here and it was like, this is... You know, everybody's so chill you, and all you, you're, you're a cook from from start. To, I mean, you've been cooking from start to, to, oh, to. I went to Temple University. Not my dad's an academic, so not really by choice. Mm-hmm. But I had to go somewhere, <laughs> and uh, you know, I don't even, I don't even, I didn't retain a single <laughs> bit of information. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember nothing. I remember the food carts. I remember like <laughs> that's the only thing I took out of college. What was, was, your, uh, <laughs> what was, what was your major? Uh, English. Yeah, nice. literature. Yeah. Nice. nice. All right. All right. All right. Well, let's keep moving on. Actually, well, let's loosen people up. Bill, do you? Uh... I would love a beer. Is that what you're asking me? Right. Yes. There we go. There we go. You got some, Can you some, make sure to uh, crack it up there by the and mic? Lagers? We got IPA I'm and right. lagers. Okay. Yeah. I'll do the lager. Oh, that's a beautiful sound. Oh, yeah. That's mine. I can't believe I'm having beer. I figured this kind of feel. I figured this was kind of. Familiar, you know, so you, if, if just in case. Oh, yeah. Oh, is this for me? Yes, sir. Oh, great. All right, yeah, gentlemen. Uh, super classy. So trying to do a very uh, little cheers here. Yeah. Just not mess with the electrical. All right. So what is this? Export. <laughs> so this is, uh, I was, I did a little research on uh, what Bill enjoys drinking, and uh, the kitchen says he's on a, a KSA phase right now. That's always the case. I love KSA. Yeah. And I was like, well, let's do, let's. Stay in the four point realm, but like let's. I think I like this. So it's, uh, it's a malt forward, hell, like kind of hellebizen pills. It's, it's just this is I, as far as I go into the into malt forwardness. Though there we go. Like I don't like the sweetness. No. Like, of it. Okay. I mean this is good. Yeah. I mean like if you get any more than this, like I'm like half, not, yeah. I could do a little bit, but yeah, that's more of the like I don't like the the fruitiness either. Mm-hmm. So all right. What if you had it with some like fish and chips though? Oh, I know, right. Are you much of the uh, food and beverage? I mean, I, I mean are, when you're not cooking and not building menus, are you much of the food and beverage pairer? I mean, is that something you consider when you're not working? Or you no. Just, 
throw it down and, mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. and what needs to happen, what needs to happen. Yeah, I'm like, I'm the comfort food guy. Like when I'm not in the kitchen, like I'll make whatever. I'm, I'll eat chicken cutlets twice a week. Like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not messing around, like trying things at home. I spend so much time in the kitchen. I don't need to, you know, do that at home as well. So is yeah. that, is that something that's common with, with chefs? I mean, is, is like. I think you get one or the other. Like you either get the guy that's or the or the gal that's like you know working on things, trying maybe mm-hmm. they're getting like the you know trying to protein their dish that they have never done at home. But I'm not making like terrines at home. Or I did the, I did that like ten years ago. Yeah. But now yeah. it's like and plus I got a you know a, t- a three or four about to be four year old and uh, yeah, well, she's not eating that. Yeah. <laughs> Can I curse on this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. where I mean, our, what, no. Francis was yeah. Francis, the fuck quote is about two or three per hour. Shits are <laughs> yeah. illegal. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't see myself dropping f bombs, but okay. Yeah, but you're good then. If if okay. you get passionate about something, let it fly. Let it fly. Yeah. You know? yeah. I'm passionate about everything. So all right. So who's influenced each other more? You the way you eat with James or the way James eats on you? Right now, it's her, but <laughs> that's just because she's three. <laughs> like she, she, you know, she is the boss. You know, I think that hopefully that'll change. What's her What's her favorite uh, dad meal? She likes the She likes the cutlets, <laughs> crispy chicken, dude. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, it. I make. I mean, you know, you make it like parm, but you just sort of leave the leave the parm bit off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's a staple in the Niles household. Nice. <sighs> Is uh, and what, does Sarah throw down a bit? Does she get? I mean. She... <laughs> I mean, I don't. Sarah's married to a chef, dude. Like she has. So some, she's, yeah. <laughs> she's, not, she's not cooking. You never know, right? You never know. But it's worth asking. So, how would you uh, how would you describe your your style of, of cooking, or and how it's progressed from from Philly to Cali over the past 10, 15 years? I don't think I had a style coming coming out here. Uh, yeah, because I was working for other people, so I was just cooking everybody else's food. And then even here, I, I, I almost immediately I got a job at Bar Tartine, mm-hmm. and. Chris Croner, who was the chef there at the time, who I've followed around since, was, I mean, he's, we're the same age. He's from North Carolina, but he had already been out here for a good amount of time. And he was, like, sort of traveling in the Chez Panisse circle and, um, like, very much adopted that. He had, like, a lot of accolades, really young rising star chef when he was at Slow Club in, in San Francisco when he was, like, you know, 24 or whatever, 23. So there was a lot of, like, it was easy to sort of adapt, you know, adopt what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really romantic. It is just like that. It, it's a seasonal, like super seasonally driven. And it's not, you know, uh, it's mostly it's product start to finish. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's like where you begin a dish. And it's where you, you know, sort of like hang your hat on when you put it out in front of people. Mm-hmm. And he started that, you know, and it was like, so, I, you know, when you're seeing all these things you didn't have never seen before, types of vegetables you've never seen before, veg, you know, mm-hmm. or fruits you've never seen before fish whatever and uh and like how romantic it was just like this is great like you know i don't have to you're not stressing over the like minutia of you know how precise your brunoise is it's mm-hmm. like who cares this mm-hmm. is have you ever had this sprouting whatever cauliflower you're like no this is fucking great <laughs> like and it's enough it's enough to just put that on a plate sometimes like uh, with the appropriate you know treatment and condiment or whatever mm-hmm. i'll uh your uh your radish dish on new year's the nature of which you were talking about you know ingredient driven finding good stuff it's uh definitely apparent i think my favorite thing about going to range life is you'll be sitting there eating dinner 
and like a little girl will walk in with a bag of produce oh, yeah. and then like two minutes later her pops comes in <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah and like it's straight from the farm you yeah. know i don't that's, that's planned i'm like wait till, <laughs> wait till <laughs> wait, 5 30 <laughs> yeah. yeah that's uh mika and, and her kids from uh feral heart feral heart yeah where's uh feral heart in sonol in the ag park okay cool them and happy acre are down there they're yeah. like sort of they're right next to each other basically okay Cool. So that actually, and that that's kind of a good transition to the next question. You know, we're you know we're we're wine centric. We're a bunch of winos, um, and one thing we talk about is how well situated Livermore is for growing wine. Grapes, grapes are food. I mean, have you? Is that something you pay attention to? Is that what you've noticed with pro, like the food? You, you know, restaurant style food as well. Like, is this things grow well here? Is like, oh, you know, my, is that like in 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 the Bay Area? Well, yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously they have their challenges. Mm-hmm. Water and land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, is a big challenge out here, which is like it, this the ag park is, I mean, it's tiny. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not, and, and they're doing like as much as you can off of that land. Are they? Um, but there's no other opportunity in this area to do something to, to start a farm, mm-hmm. immediate area. Mm-hmm. But there's places, you know, in Cape Valley and sort of south of there, like the Santa Cruz uh, County kind of stuff, mm-hmm. where, and then obviously Marin County, where there's lots of land and they've, or not, you know, enough land mm-hmm. and, and and enough water to support them. And um, yeah, it's rich. I mean, we're, we're blessed. Mm-hmm. Like there's, it's not like this anywhere else. <laughs> Like legitimately, it is not because number one, the demand is high, mm-hmm. which is something that like, you know, you could probably grow vegetables and fruits like this in you know, other parts of the country, but the demand wouldn't be the same. Like mm-hmm. everybody in San Francisco mm-hmm. and Oakland, South Bay, you know, out here in the East Bay, everybody wants it. Mm-hmm. Moran, obviously, North North Bay. Everybody wants the like interesting things and everybody wants it to be, you know, responsibly grown and treated and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's like the Fertile Crescent out here. Mm-hmm. It is pretty cool. Like you said, the, you know, just the cost of land and the cost of running a, you know, business, it's, it's tough to farm here for sure. Just, I think that's a, a big part of it. It's a lot easier to grow some houses if you own a piece of land than it is to grow some radishes or. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's, they're not, I mean, I don't, I can't speak for every farmer I know and I know, but I know a lot. Like they're not making money. I know it's so tough. Like it's a, it's a, it's a passion business. It's a little bit like what we do in restaurants. I mean, the margins are, are really small. Yeah. So, you, like, things, the integrity of product and the way you sort of relate, relate to chefs and things is, like, that's really, like, why a lot of these farmers are successful. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about those, uh, those like, urban farms where they, they have, like, the urban farms, like, it's smack dab in the middle of the city? You ever, you ever look to those or have a feeling about those? Uh, yeah. I mean, I worked with Little City Gardens, who is um, the first she, uh, Caitlin Galloway and Brooke, her last name escapes me. I apologize for that. But she, um, they got the legislation uh, passed to allow urban farming in San Francisco. They were like a little plot of land in, Al- in Alamany in uh, like the south part of San Francisco. There's a, there's a couple of like learning uh, teaching farms down there, but they have, it, it was like, I don't know, half an acre, like, but straight back. Mm-hmm. They ended up getting forced out by a, um, Waldorf school or something like that, but um, forced out. But they, she grew the. I mean, she, uh, Caitlin uh, was. M- she was the one who sort of ran it most of the time. Was in operation. And she grew the most beautiful. I was going to ask if there was any difference in oh quality in those. Yeah. Well, I think some of that is that female farmers grow better stuff. But is that true? Hot oh. take. Hot take. But you really? know, I okay. think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, they say they say, they say feet, like women have yeah. better palates. Better palates I, I think they. I, I think yeah, women have. Well, obviously, you need somebody um, 
you know, you need, I mean, everybody, that's great, but I just, they, I don't know, something about like female owned run farms, as long as they have a hand in it, it's usually like there's a sort of integrity of the product that's like evident. Well, I call it mother nature wow. for a reason, I guess, right? Yeah. There huh. you go. Well, here we go. I don't know. I don't work with farms that you don't. I don't know. I mean, Toby, my buddy, Toby, mm. um, but he's basically working by himself at this point. But, hmm. uh, so would you say there's like so in wine, we have the the Smith ranches and the Sockows on its greatest vintages and the and the Beckstoffers. We have all these pockets that are like, that's got the best of this. Is there like what is there a reason why strawberries are best for moss landing and, you know, et cetera? I mean, I'm not an expert. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what I've been told. Mm-hmm. And in that case, I think it's like the marine layer. Mm-hmm. Um, but if for strawberries specifically, mm-hmm. I mean, you think about certain kinds of strawberries, like seascapes, mm-hmm. um, which are like the sort of those kind of viney looking, mm-hmm. uh, really thin skin strawberries. Those have a mer- minerality to them. They have like a little tiny bit of like natural salinity to them. There's certain things like that where you can pick it up just eating it raw that you would probably be able to say, you know, mm-hmm. this does really well. Like spinaches do really well on the coast as well. Mm-hmm. And that's because they have like a natural salinity to them as well. Mm. And then there's things like cilantro, which really need a lot of heat. Mm. They do, do, does well out here. So, you know. Really? That's, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't assume that because they're not the, they're not the hardiest of, of, of herb, you know. But the they, stocks are like are, crazy. Sur- they have like crazy survivability. Huh. Hmm. Tomatoes seem to do really well in Pleasanton. I've noticed that. Like well, we grow some shit, great right? tomatoes at my uh, wife's parents' garden. Yeah. Dude, what he, is the trick yeah, to tomatoes? Why do I keep killing I mine? I'm not. An, I. You should get. You should bring uh, Matter Helena in here and get them. <laughs> get them telling you about fruits and vegetables. Maybe, and yeah, that'd be cool to get actually yeah. a couple of farmers in here. Let's yeah. do it. Well, we're we're trying to get uh, Diane. Uh, I don't want to butcher her last name. Diane the. Uh, Master Gardener over at Wenty. Do- oh, yeah, Do- that'd be an awesome episode. Do- Dovenu? Dovenu? Um, don't. Just don't. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Just don't. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> all right, we're off to a good start. I'm going to take a little swig here, keep uh, loosening up. This will get better. Give us another, like, two, three minutes, guys. <laughs> uh, Bill, just, uh, you know, you're, you're talking about coming out uh, from Philly, you know, coming to the West Coast. You said you started writing a bar tartine. Can I just maybe take us through a little bit of uh, what happened from there and then, like, leading up to getting getting your own thing going here in the, mm-hmm. at Rangeland? Yeah, that was the most formative time, like that two years, the first two years of bar tartine. We were young, and it's where I met Sarah. Mm-hmm. Met her within the first couple of months of working. I mean, she was there, but we started dating within the first couple of months of uh, me being at Bar 13. And back then, everybody was young in the industry, like in their early 20s. It's less like that now. Everybody's kind of in their late 20s, early 30s, mid 30s, that kind of thing. Um, so it was a little bit, there was a little bit more of a like scene. You know, we you, you worked a lot and and you're really close to the market, which is like, for me, I love. And so... I dove in like head first to there. I was made sous chef pretty quick. I started as a line cook because that's just sort of how I started the kitchen. It was like three line cooks and him and Chris. And um, I got sous chef pretty quick. And then I just like, you know, just like lived that life uh, as much as I possibly could for the next two years. And then they made a switch around uh, around that time and brought in Nick Bala, uh, another amazing chef. And his partner, uh, Courtney Burns, eventually would come on, and they totally changed what bar tartine was. Went from this sort of French bistro-style cuisine, really seasonally driven, to 
maintaining that that seasonality but it was like eastern european some japanese influence so i learned all these things that i never knew they're and they're expert like fermentation people and they that's where i sort of learned started to learn a lot of that stuff at the same time like bread became a little bit more important in and tartines and bar tartines like life it was important before but it was just sort of just used the country loaf which is like their basic sort of hearth loaf nick wanted all these like and chad was getting into it as well the the uh patriarch of of tartine the head bread bread baker at the time mm-hmm. um started getting into all these like alternative and ancient grains and so like bread became like a huge thing which then i was like all right i can get this like this is mm-hmm. it should be coming just as important to, to me as it was to them and um and then uh i could tell that like sort of i was like you know too many too many chefs in the kitchen mm-hmm. uh vibe yeah, uh right. at that point and i knew i was getting a little bit like you know chesty Mm. And um, <laughs> so I, yeah, I could take you. I got approached by David Lynch, who was at the time the David Lynch, the author of the seminal Vino Italiano. Um, he was Bon Appetit's wine guy for a long time. Um, he um, he approached me about opening up like a wine bar slash restaurant, St. Vincent. Mm-hmm. And obviously I jumped at it. And that was like a little bit of a struggle. You know, we had like a first year was cool. Like it was me and my buddies, like my best friend, Kevin, who is um, who I work with now. He's one of our he sort of sources, all of our proteins, <laughs> you know, and a, a bunch of our other friends. And so it was like, you know, was, I had a lot of support and we were doing like weird stuff. We we're trying things. We had like no restrictions. <sighs> and the first review didn't go so well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, that was the fir- that was the first and since only bad review I've gotten in my career, like official. And so I sort of buckled down the next year. This is like year five, basically, in San Francisco. And uh, I, got a, I got a great review the next time around. And nice. so that sort of changed things. And I started, then at that point, I started looking like beyond, like, well, you know, I don't want to work for somebody else. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And then it took a few years, like, in be- like between that and this, where I was helping other people open things. I helped Chris. Kroner, my old chef, opened Kroner Burger, and mm-hmm. I stayed there for a little while. And then we, Sarah got pregnant, and we, I started thinking about, you know, I started had to change trajectory. So that's when I took the chef job at, at Tartine Manufactory, mm-hmm. stayed there a little longer than I probably wanted to, mm-hmm. and then then we started this. And that's this has been the last two two plus years. So, and on that point, there um, something that I'm very curious to hear, and I that I imagine listeners are. So, was someone. With the, just has, that has done the things that you have done with the experiences that you've done, um, and even Sarah's of the world, and, and Lauren and Wayne as well. What, what I mean, what was it about the opportunity here in Livermore, of all the places that you could have been, that you said, you know what, let's let's try this here. We wanted Sarah and I wanted to do something outside of San Francisco. Okay. Period. Uh, and Oakland. Um, and, okay. They just like get outside the city. It felt like it was, we, you could tell then that the bubble was like sort of shrinking and mm-hmm. uh, people were, you know, you sort of had to have a certain kind of restaurant to survive. Mm-hmm. And that's not really what we wanted to do because like my, the menu is because of the way that my food is and way I am like, I, I'm not, I can't scale up to this like 200 seat restaurant and with like, you know, par list all over the wall and that kind of bullshit. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, it's way more dynamic than that because mm-hmm. otherwise that's sort of where my, like the passionate part of my job comes from. Like I just need to be, mm-hmm. you know, hands on or whatever. And you can't do that in sort of large scale stuff. So we wanted to do something small scale outside the city. We looked, almost did it in several places along the coast. Can you name a couple? 
curious. Yeah, like we looked a lot like in the Mo- in the Monterey area oh, okay. and Santa Cruz. Because, well, I'm a beach like I even despite the fact that I'm like the rep Philly so hard. Um, I grew up in South Jersey, which yeah. is like a resort town. It's a re- literally a resort area. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it's sw- it swells with the population of the greater Philadelphia area in the summertime. And in this winter, it's, you know, goes from 100,000 people in the summertime to 20,000, 18,000 people in the, mm-hmm. in the wintertime. So, like, I'm, I wanted to be on the coast, and so does Sarah, because she grew up, you know, coastal. And then Wayne and Lauren approached us about this, because like, they were trying to do something similar with a bar. Mm-hmm. And they tried different, you know, to entertain different things as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, settled on this as a sort of, because... It was obviously Lauren's connection here, mm-hmm. uh, growing up here, and uh, her family here, and stuff like that. And then when we checked it out, it's like unlike those other places, like there's a community here. Mm-hmm. I'm not not even a restaurant community. I mean, people like live here and patron businesses here, mm-hmm. which is not this typical of like Santa Cruz. Like you're relying on on day trippers, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Like you're relying on people to to drive to there and and from somewhere else in the peninsula or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Monterey, you know, is, would or places like that, would you'd just be remote and hoping somebody drove mm-hmm. by or wanted to make it a destination. <laughs> um, <laughs> out here, people live here, and people want to patron businesses and mm-hmm. try things. And obviously, there's a, there was a culture of people already appreciate kinds of, you know, the parts of California in, in the way it manifests in food and wine and all that kind of stuff. And we also noted that they just weren't doing what I do, mm-hmm. you know, and there was an opportunity to fill a void. I thought we thought Sarah and I and uh, with Wayne and Lauren that didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Like people weren't people. Are, and they're still not like mm-hmm. I do a very specific kind of California cuisine that is common in in closer to the you know city centers, mm-hmm. but didn't exist out here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not fine dining. It's very casual. And like it's pristine product, mm-hmm. totally product driven. I don't work with any of the like big distributors or any of that kind of bullshit. Like it is, you know, like that thing didn't exist. But I knew that we, we well, we, we hoped. I think part of, we kind of knew, but we're obviously, you know, scared of because <laughs> you got to put a lot of money into it. <laughs> that people would be, that there was a, um, that this was a kind of place that would respond to that because mm-hmm. they already had the, you know, they were already into like restaurants are busy out here, mm-hmm. busy enough and stuff. Wine and the, you know, the wine component out here is obviously like a big part of the people's people who don't make wine out here. People who consume wine out here. It's a big part of like their identities. They like, you know, mm-hmm. they rep, they wear that stuff on their sleeve, you know? You yeah. Know, you know, people, uh, yeah, right. Look, yeah, people where, love to, uh, Jamon, how, how long have you, uh, how long have you been in the, the Tri-Valley Livermore kind of focused specific-ish Dublin Pleasanton? Um, in the industry, probably about five, six years. So how would you describe um, the industry and, and Livermore particularly um, before and since and after um, Range Life has come in? I think before, I think we're actually moving more towards, and I mean, I could venture to say it's because you guys have, have come to Livermore. I think before it was a little more, you go to a restaurant and you order the same thing every time. And you, 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 it was comfort. Like you wanted it there. Like you went there, you were a regular, and this is what you got. Everyone knows each other's name and this and that. Um, and there was just a, the, the, the drink list, the wine list was a certain way. I'm an easy drinker. And then <laughs> I, know. I, I, I drink a lot. <laughs> and, um, 
but now I think it's actually moving towards the range life where people are appreciating mm-hmm. the seasonality and things that are different and fun and new and pushing the envelope. So now you have the more traditional styles of restaurants. I mean, there's still, you know, you still have your clientele to go there. But I think more and more people are wanting the excitement and the knowledge of the things that you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think, maybe five years ago, um, working in a few places that tried to do that, it's almost like they weren't ready. Mm-hmm. And then something happened in the last, you know, two years. Uh, it's funny, right? That now people are are searching for that. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, it's only the beginning and it's a really exciting time for that. 100%. I, I kind of agree with Jamon. And I think also to, to your point of like something happened to, and what you said earlier, like it's not fine dining. It's just really good materials, like mm-hmm. carefully procured and put together well. Making those kind of things accessible to people versus, you know, like, okay, cool, really good materials and stuff available, but it's like $70 a plate um, at some other places. Like, where, you know, that, that, that just doesn't sit well with people here right now. Yeah, that sort of price thing should scale based on, like, how involved the process is like if you are mm-hmm. like we keep we're really casual restaurant you like we we still follow a sort of typical model of or i follow a typical model of menu like some things don't change like that pork's been on there since we opened mm-hmm. but like i'll change the set or whatever a little bit but like mostly i don't and that's like i'll i'll switch up you know what greens are going to come with it or whatever mm-hmm. um but that and that's because you want people to feel comfortable with things they know mm-hmm. and then you know and then he throws a fucking sea buckthorn on an oyster and, and like, <laughs> like what is that you know I so know, I'll take it. that's two f-bombs you said you weren't gonna do any <laughs> well, we, we, we averaged three so you're on track <laughs> um, that was a cat that was just like a that was that was, that was, smooth, that was, that was lubricant yeah. i think my favorite thing is the diversity in crudo you know, just like, I, know yeah. I hate to admit because like right now it's i mean it is it's the like it, if, if we were scandinavia it'd be like just never-ending darkness oh, right now you know it's just like i mean in terms of like it's just oh. there's not a lot available as far as <laughs> really, just period. Right well no 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 well fish this time of year no because california's yeah. fisheries you know a lot of the efforts get diverted towards crab okay yeah um and uh and then otherwise there's just like not a lot of fish like a bit you know the, the halibut season mm-hmm. salmon yep. season all these things are done right What's your right now I use a like a, a compachi, uh, oh, a, a baja. Like we, one of the our distributor water to table sources like really good farm mm-hmm. stuff too. So I'm happy with that. It's like sort of what I it gets me through this time of year. I could get interesting, but then I don't know. You know, you wouldn't get as many people feeling comfortable ordering it, which is why I usually mm-hmm. when I do switch to those things, farmed ingredients, mm-hmm. I'll usually switch to something that's like a very traditional set. Like mm-hmm. we use a very tra- very traditional Sicilian style crudo right now, just because that I think that easiest thing it. to. But yeah, and then the summertime, I'm like wild yeah. and yeah, crazy summertime is crazy. Yeah. That is, so I mean, how would you, uh, well, let's circle back, because you talked about like, hey, you know, I used to be Philly, I was Philly, you know, I'm Philly, and then you came Angry guy. Angry, you know. But then it came to a point where like, you know what, I'm a a a Cali girl at heart, I think I can dig this. (laughs) Were you Um, clean shaven, Philly? Were you ever clean shaven? uh, No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't have a beard, but I don't think I've been clean shaven since I was like 14. (laughs) Since you're 14, probably. I still, uh, oh, I still have Sarah's probably seen it a puberty times, stage so, where uh, I could get a mustache. <laughs> like, this is all at the same time. I'm waiting. 
Hopefully when I'm like 40. Uh, I <laughs> yeah. wish I could beard up like that. My stuff just gets like... You got a nice line at least. See, the thing is, my hair grows the same on both ends. <laughs> just down and, <laughs> just down and tight. Away from the Just face. like woven. <laughs> I uh, can't like grow anything. Well, I'm lucky that my uh, my wife doesn't com- complain about it, but... I you know what she does complain about, but what I support of those crocs those things are hella comfortable uh, i can't legendary. get on the can you train. i mean when did the when did when, when did those uh my buddy kevin this is the guy I spoke about earlier that who was my sous chef uh years ago uh, he gave them to me as a joke yes and i wore them in the restaurant as a joke like legitimately <laughs> you were mocking us yeah I, I came in i, I was i was making fun of sarah because i knew sarah would just like lose her mind when she saw him and uh I wore them the entire day, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Jesus, There's so mid shift. You're like, "Dude, my feet are fucking loving this." I haven't had a, I haven't had like lower back pain since. Like, Dude, I usually wear Vans, you know. Dude, I yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm. About, GTM worked Harvest, and I'm he trying uh, so hard to get sponsored. Like mid Harvest, he just stopped wearing hard shoes and started wearing Crocs. Yep. <laughs> I usually wear Vans. I wore Vans like my entire career. <coughs> I'm wearing them right now. Yeah. <clears> they um, <throat> terrible for your body. I'm. They're just. Flat, <laughs> man. Bad for your body. So. I like flat, flat. Flat shoes are supposed to be good for you, though, right? I don't. Are they? I wear I wear the speedo water shoes, and they do great for you me. You definitely can't wear those in the kitchen, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're anti-slip. I know they are. They totally yeah, we are. got mats all over the place. They're They're right. Right. Yeah. 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 It just stays in your shoe. Melts. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. just fried toenail. Uh, uh, all right, but damn. All right, hold on. We're having fun. Thank you for being here, Bill. Yeah, glad to be here. You're doing good. Can you? What are you What are you doing later today? We We kind of chatted about that. We're excited about that. That's kind of a topic of discussion in the valley. I can't I can't speak to it as well as Sarah probably could. I don't know the details of it. Mm-hmm. I know that Stephen mm-hmm. Ken is opening their sort of reopening their tasting yeah. room. Well, we may be able to help with that. I mean, Colin, we just break that down real quick and then... Yeah, so uh, Stephen Kent uh, Winery, uh, Stephen Mirasu, yeah. he has a program called Lineage, which is uh, kind of their, their flagship Bordeaux-style red blend. Stephen is definitely on a mission to show the world that Livermore Valley can grow Cabernet and Bordeaux-style wines as well as anywhere in the world. They're good. Yeah, we drink, like I've been drinking them the last couple of days. Cause, well, because I needed the pair. Yep. And uh, yeah, they're good. All right. So this uh, this is kind of the hospitality component to support that effort. Okay. So uh, it's been a long time coming. I know Steven's been thinking about it a long time. So we're excited mm-hmm. to see what he can do, get it off the ground. And mm-hmm. I think the idea is, you know, part of the experience is, is creating some pairings mm-hmm. with uh, with the mm-hmm. wines. So. Yeah, they're just small, like really, really small bites, like mm-hmm. just sort of focused focus stuff so yeah we're just, we'll, we'll do a little bit of that i imagine you've seen I've done a lot kitchen, of that right huh is i imagine you've already been to the kitchen right uh i've seen it via third party yeah okay i'm, I'm just i'm just wondering like do you think it's suit i mean for oh yeah you okay yeah you get it yeah words so what is um so we didn't really get there but so bill is going to be doing some pairings with the the lineage tasting salon is what they're calling it so i think for mm-hmm. this elevated tasting um they'll always in some capacity be um, a tasting portion with it. Um, you will be guided through your experience by, you know, either Steve himself or, you know, people that speak, you know, talk to talk, walk to walk. Bill's got the uh, first shift, which is pretty cool. cool. This is your first kind of stint in, like, this is your first stint, like, in, in the valley, or, you know, I wouldn't call it catering, but. I don't know. Is it? Kind of getting out I of the. Know, man, it all blends together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might work all the time. Um, I, like yeah, I think cameo. so. It's like, yeah. It's more like a Bill cameo. Yeah. yeah, I've done a lot of these. Like a lot, I've done a lot of pairing stuff. Really? I mean, especially starting with David at St. Vincent because we were doing wine dinners like constantly. Like mm-hmm. even just like he would hold, hold tastings there. 
mm-hmm. and we would just like try to add that extra element to get mostly to get people to 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 use us as a space to taste mm-hmm. to just add the little element of like us providing some items that might fit some of the wines so mm-hmm. i spent a lot of time and he's like i mean his palate obviously is like you know next level and he's can really communicate those you know that that stuff uh, exceptionally um, but we at the time we also had a cicerone on staff when we first opened cool yeah sayer Pirakowski. Um, who is he runs a Not hen Polish. house? Yeah, yes. <laughs> hella Polish. Um, he runs uh, he runs a, a part, but he's one of the sort of big higher ups at Hen House. Oh, that's oh nice. sick! Who is like great beer. the best best beer professional I know? He's really? great, and he can he's really good about describing things. So we did a lot of beer stuff too. So I like I got like a a boot camp for mm-hmm. a year on on like how to pair things. You know what you're looking for in pairings, you know, and and then for both beer and wine, and then just like a lot of experience doing it. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of like super rad uh, beer uh, dinners and wine dinners. So I look at this stuff now, and I'm like, I can I can do it like pretty easily, and I feel confident. And if I taste something that maybe isn't, mm-hmm. you know, classic mm-hmm. in a pairing, I feel pretty confident that it's gonna work. Cool, if, you know. Sounds like a, a NC. Uh, maybe we do. Maybe we mock up something this year. Do something fun and cool. Oh, I'd love to do that. We're Let's working go. on Let's kind of the, the next level hospitality experience for for us. And food is definitely a a pairing piece as part of that equation. I like the like sort of I, you can you know it's you can be really kind of classic and on the nose a lot. And steak uh, and cabernet. No thanks. Like that's not me. <laughs> yeah. I don't do that. Shit. Yeah. Like, I've never had a steak at Range Life or beef. I don't think ever. Like really? That. Yeah, I just get, we run that steak all the time because yeah. people in Livermore love it. it. But I just, I'm, I'm partial to what you do with oh, the yeah. with the seafood. <laughs> yeah, your seafood game yeah, is. Yeah, I like you know I, that's what I mean. Like about speaking about the sort of comfort, like having this sort of comfortable setting for like th- things that are people are used to. I'll do a little bit of that just to sort of make sure that you can kind of ground people in something they know, mm-hmm. and then you sort of take the opportunity to pair. In the case of pairings, like pair something that's kind of a little bit oddball. That yeah. I maybe I picked up and hope, mm. hopefully that you know the people. I think one of, the, one of one of my favorite things that you've not only shown me like how to prepare just watching there obviously. So I mean, Jamon and I both had worked there for a stint and we had oh, man, it was a blast. That was so fun. Uh, um, the best. Yeah. But you, how you prepare your beans? Yeah. Like it was yeah. like, hold up, why do beans can feel like this? I didn't know beans could feel. I knew like beans. You know, beans taste. There's like, no magic, but to like them. what? Uh, I mean, I don't know. You Why are you being do so it? good? No, don't say that. Yeah. Oh, you can do it yourself. So oh, yeah. get Mr. out of here. Yeah. Mr. Modest. Yeah, I know, right? No, go check out it. Well, his. I think part of it is it's usually we're using fresh shelling beans, mm-hmm. which makes a, a massive difference mm-hmm. in, you know, what in just sort of creaminess and, you know, the vegetal properties that a bean can have. A lot of that's lost in, in the drying process. Mm-hmm. And so you, that's when you get more of the sort of like sugary, you know, the starchy Starch. sort of mm-hmm. qualities yeah. of a bean, which are great, uh. too. But a fresh shelling bean is like gangster. Yeah, yeah. And that's like one of those things. Like, I never, I didn't even know that was a uh, uh, was even a possibility in New Jersey. So <laughs> like, I meant. I was no. like, what do you mean? You need to see a fresh shelling bean. Yeah. Uh, so like, what's a butter bean? Is that like <laughs> but, you know? Is he the, the boxer? Today's <laughs> thing is, is it uh, like, have you already kind of have you put the pairings together and you're going to? Hit the people with it, or is it exploratory? No, I, I yeah, I'm, I, I'm gonna leave here and I'm gonna finish my prep and Sick. drive it over there and nice, Sick. yeah. 
Very, very cool. We're excited. Good. We're, that's, 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 that's gangster. Good, good. What, are, what are your favorite kind of like extracurricular activities that get you out of the kitchen, be it a pairing like this? Or... Oh, pairings? Well, like, inter, like if, you know, for extracurricular. Food related? Food related things that are, you know, still in the realm or you just like getting out of the kitchen every once in a while. Like I mean, when I get out of the kitchen, like, and not do something totally unrelated to food, uh, usually it's I'm driving to go pick some product up somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually driving like Oakland or Berkeley, sometimes San Francisco, to go meet somebody in their truck to like fill up the back of my truck or full of produce. <laughs> <laughs> like that stuff is like that's you know that's if we could overcome that, more people would probably do it. I think mm-hmm. out here, yeah. like mm-hmm. I understand that like part of it is the availability. Yeah, part of it's just availability, and I'm willing to mm-hmm. do that because that part of it's really important. To me. And it's fun. I'm sure it becomes work, but like that is. Like, no, you're like Santa Claus. I mean, to, if I was on the other end, it would feel like Santa Claus. If I was the guy in the kitchen receiving it, and mm-hmm. I was at one point in my career. But yeah. like when you're bringing in the like veg, veg that no one's seen before, <laughs> like, yeah, have no, you seen these? There, you was, know? A, there yeah. was a time in the Bay Area if anyone was opening a trunk, you would probably just walk away. But now it's just chefs. Exchanging. Yeah, yeah, totally. That happens to me a lot because <laughs> it's my mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, check out this cross, bro. It's a green tomato that's always right. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. Gangster. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of like, uh, you know, like the good beer bars. You know, you see, like, like Rusty does a good job of this. You always see him. He's always, uh, like, for Hop Divine, going up and picking up beers that, you know, you just can't get from distributors. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a cool. Uh, that's I, cool. I appreciate that about. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, you got to go the, about food. You got to go the extra mile or else it just doesn't work. And yeah. otherwise you just. Otherwise you have the same stuff as everyone else too. Right. I mean, that's like you like the point. Like if it were easier, you know, but it, but it's not. You gotta put the extra mile in. So. Yeah, that's part of the reason why we wanted to go somewhere else too. Like <laughs> in San Francisco, most of our contemporaries are are all using the same product. Yeah. We're all going to to Ferry Building and getting Dirty Girl and you know all these. Everybody's going to get the same stuff. So it's like what you do with it. Um, you know, to d- differentiate yourselves from each other and, you know, and, and what experience you're making. It's a, it's, it's a really high bar. Not that you, you know, you just don't want it. It shouldn't be that challenging. Like, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have to overextend yourself to maybe be something you're not mm-hmm. just because it just wouldn't work there if, you know, because there's too many of them or whatever. Very mm-hmm. cool. I'm into this. I'm having fun. I'm having fun. So I think... Uh... I think we're going to switch gears on you a little bit. You, you talked about not being exposed as a nerd, but Jason's prepared a few questions. I got something for you. That might, okay. might, uh, That's all right. I'm, might I'm proud otherwise change some you Sorry, I just... I opened my mouth right when you did that. <laughs> did you see that? It was like... Uh, uh, yeah, so... <clears throat> I'm proud too. This is why I'm doing yeah, this. Yeah, I nerd out on everything. Dude. Yeah, so, nerd out on my job, nerd out on my my family. Yeah, no, we're ner- we're very nerdy. Um, so <laughs> when I worked at Range Life, in between, you know, like bringing back a dish or, or running food or going back washing our hands because we wash our hands oh, always there, just God. just so everyone knows. <laughs> We're very, very clean. No, seriously. It's the last thing you do. Yeah. yeah. First and last. Yeah. We just like snip bit like, hey, dude, have you seen this anime? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Have you seen this anime? So I got six names I'm going to shoot off to you. Oh, no. Okay. So <laughs> I call this, this segment, anime name, type of food, or both.
got you. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna crush it. I figured you would, but uh, okay. <laughs> let's just let's let's start with a little little softball here. You ready? Oh gosh. You got. <laughs> I hope it's actually a softball. No, this is not. <laughs> I, I think for I have uh, zero chance of getting this right. I think I think for us this is softball. There was a, we're all playing. No, no, no this is you. you. Okay, this is you. Yeah, we're gonna edit in like the, the cool anime music in later. I gotta oh, give some deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a if Jamon wasn't here today, we, me and Colin and I were stressing about this segment oh, yeah. so much because like there's no one that can deliver. The, all right, <laughs> no, these are easy. Right, anyway, yeah, yeah, you me. say that. You say that. They're until super you say easy. It. Okay, so again, segment is anime name, type of food, or both. Both. Number one, Gohan. Well, it's definitely a character, but mm-hmm. um, I'm going to say just anime name. Can so you, uh, should he, does he, should he say uh, where it's from too, or just anime name? Sorry, I don't want to make this any more difficult. I mean, I, I mean you could just say if you know it, but yeah. 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 Yeah, sure. yeah. So it's, yeah. So it's an anime name. So it's, it's Dragon Ball Z. It's a food. It means rice. Oh yeah. Go on. Yeah. Oh, see? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> just, they're, they're I'm laughing. not even thinking about it, but yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. You know what? I'm going to try next time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So number two is, oh, you want to say that one, Jeremy? Yeah. Um, uh, Jamon, will you help me with that one? Yeah. <laughs> Takune. Oh, well, that's very, it, uh, it's definitely a food. Okay. But uh, I'm going to say it's probably both. Yes. So it's a chicken meatball and it's yeah. from Rosario plus vampire. Uh, best sakune I've ever eaten. Oh, see, he knows. At, uh, yeah, was uh, they used to, Sarah used to, I worked at a restaurant called Commonwealth, now yeah. now recently closed in uh, the mission. Did it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it that suffered too. sort wow. of the fate oh, of all, most, wow. most uh, mission restaurants and the rent was too high for the, <laughs> Shit, yeah. yeah, for the, for the m- margins. They, oh. um, yeah, they had to put a little lime in there. So good. So mm. good. I, I, I loved it. Can you, what, what, what is, it's, it's a little chicken meatball. It's still a chicken meatball. It's still a chicken meatball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like a varies, uh, izakaya but... kind of thing, oh, usually, cool. yeah. So, oh, nice. That's a... Where are we? Let's see. So we did go on to What's the name? What character? Um, from Rosario and the Vampire? Oh, okay. I didn't hear that part. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, cool. yeah. All right. Uh, three. Tomago. That's the only one I know. <laughs> Or as the gringo say, Tamago. Yeah, no. It's uh, actually Tamago. <laughs> Tamago, De- Tamago. Definitely yeah, yeah. food. Okay. I'm going to say just food. Hey. All right. It's just right. egg. Yeah. Just it's egg. too it's not. Like that, yeah. yeah, it's too. Okay. It's actually really technical to make. The Tamago cakes or whatever. Yeah, yeah the little yeah, yeah. egg thing that comes on top. Ooh. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, it's Is a that lot, like true of like a lot of dim sum? Like true of a lot of Japanese. And it's like Chinese almost. Desserts. Omelette, like, but like it's, it's hard mm-hmm. to explain. It's like, almost like a loaf is it of lemon, but it's, it's like loaf. Yeah, it's like bready omelette. The egg. best versions. I had one at Kusakabe that blew my mind. I was like, oh, this is what this is supposed to taste like. Um, Hit me. You ready? Yeah. Ichigo. It's it's definitely a name. Okay. That's a, was that bleach? Yep. And, See. Uh, <laughs> Right? Yes, yeah, from Bleach. No fucking way. <laughs> I don't watch. I don't watch it. I just know it. Dude, Bleach is. I'm a yes. very. I'm, I pay attention to a lot of things at once. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say it's just a name. It's food too. What is it? It's strawberry. Oh yeah. But yeah. is it spelled the same way though? Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Ichigo. Ichigo. I got There's two more a beer too, but it's spelled with an e. Yeah, Ichigo, that's why. Rice that's beer. Be- yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's why I was like, I think it might be. Yeah, that was close. What about sukiyaki? 
It's definitely food. Okay. Don't know about the name. I'm going to say just food. Just food. It's that, yeah, sukiyaki, the, the Japanese hot pot. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay, last one. Oh, no. Midoriya. Uh, it's definitely a character name. Okay. Do you know it's from? <sighs> I know you do. I'm, 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 I'm like sounding out the, the, la- the, the surname, but um, not a food, though. Correct. It's Deku. It's Midoriya from My Hero Academia. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, good job. We have a Deku news. Yeah, you are. One more by uh, one more from Colin Craner. That Kerrigan. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? That is what. <laughs> so Kerrigan is uh, is Oakley for Carignan. Oh, <laughs> and if you happen to be at a way station with a few boxes of Kerrigan on the back of your truck. A, a guy with a thick country <laughs> accent will come up to you. Excuse me, mister. I see you got some Kerrigan on the back of that truck. Kerrigan. <laughs> Kerrigan. Uh, yeah. If you need a little more Kerrigan, I got, I got some Black Malvasia as well. Uh, okay. <laughs> which is also my rap name. Yeah, which is now it's Jeremy's rap name. He, he so, came, we, he, Jeremy went with me. That was one of, <laughs> one of his first days of harvest. And I was like, dude, watch. Like, we'll get out of the truck. And it's like, it's like when you're in Mexico. Exactly. What people you, are like, hey, you want to buy a hat? You know, yeah. or something like that. It's seriously like that, but with, with wine grapes. Really? Where? In in Oakley, like Contra Costa County, no Old Vine in the oh, Sands, like 100-year-old wow. cool. stuff out there. This guy it was driving a forklift from like 1913. Down the street to the way station. <laughs> like, like down 19th Avenue, that? like a cool mile and a half at like three miles. That's three cool. Hours. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I was just like, what? I was like, watch, dude, this this old Portuguese guy is going to hustle us hard right now. <laughs> That's like, exactly what yeah, it is. Everyone's Silva, and they're like all old school Portuguese farmers, and they like, dude, they hustle. It's like, not, yeah, that's another thing about this, like, in Northern California, everything, produce, grapes, whatever, husbandry, all that stuff, is that, um, you know, we're, we romanticize it and we're buying, you know, Whole Foods or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like the, a lot of the people who've been doing it for in the same way, like the right way mm-hmm. for a long time are like salt of the earth. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. You, they're, you know, it's, it's the same kind of folks, especially like farmers that yeah. show up at your place. Like these guys are, you know, they got work boots on and car hearts. And yeah, they're not thinking about like, uh, they're a state. Right. Like they got the farm. So does that yeah. same? Do, do those? I mean, ideas, concepts, fam, do those things ex, you know exist? You know, fifteen, twenty years from now, because you talk about like wine culture in you know in the old world in Europe, where you're fucking thirty six generation. Yeah. Uh, and kids are losing interest. I mean, are, is that is that happening? Is that going to happen in the food world for us? You think? No. I, I mean, I I I think I I think I'm I think I see your question, but. I, I think that it's just going to get better. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I think so, too. I think there's going to be a new interest in, like, as things become more scarce, the value goes up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's ebbs and flows. And I think ag and farming is so slow to change where, mm-hmm. like, yes, there was probably that period of time where Oakley and, and Contra Costa County, like, in Livermore Valley, we have the South Livermore plan p- protecting a lot of agriculture. So, like, if you develop 20 acres, you got to plant 20 acres of something. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some places like in Contra Costa where there was none of, no, no legislature to protect that. So, you know, this one farm that we get from, he has one acre left. At one point, it was like a 160 acre farm. And like now it's just track homes that surround Jeez, this one little plot. And it's 130 year old Kerrigan, um, <laughs> like all dry farm, head train, own rooted in sand. Stuff looks gnarly. Survived phylloxera. Like just, I mean, it's uh, 
it's historic iconic stuff and like it's so undervalued right now stuff's like a thousand bucks a ton versus you know livermore valley is kind of in the two to three thousand dollars stuff so it's uh but is there I, any organizations I, out there that protect that sort of thing? Not out there. Not out which there. Which is really, really sad. It, and, like, you see it, like, there was a vineyard actually right next to the way station that was there last year. And this year it was ripped out, and they're, you know, pouring pads to put in track oh, ops. man. So. Uh, I guess the only organization would be Gallo. <coughs> Gallo out there. <laughs> protecting the. What's that? Gallo's probably the only semblance of someone protecting that, that culture out there. I mean, they are, man. Yeah. There was a little period of time where, like, when I first started getting fruit out there, the Klein family was big out there. They planted mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff. And then they've, like, they kind of had a family feud, and one of the brothers stuck around. The rest of the family moved to Sonoma County, and, like, the business kind of changed to more Pinot and Chard and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, what they left behind is, like, a handful of little parcels that are, like, anywhere from 60 to 100 years old that are just, Holy like, shit. amazing. And, I, like, I have one guy that we partner with we get this Grenache from that, uh, I mean, it's it's such, like, it's like a blessing. Like when you go out there, you're just like, oh my God. Like, how is this? Not? It's the vineyard. You should have told everybody, dude. I know. <laughs> it's amazing. It's, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I know. It's there. And, uh, you know, we've, we've, is he selling everything he has? Are, they, are those people selling everything they have? Ideally. Right? Um, some, some are, some are not. Like uh, the guy that has That's the, the sad part. Grenache. It's like people still doing it and like not being able to like do it all. He's got a little oh. Barbera that he like always like insists that I take. And like if, if, if it was not a business and it was like, you know, I just had cash, like I'd probably just go for it and do it to help him out. But at the end of the day, we, you know, we do have to sell it. Right. Um, yeah. So we, uh, like we, we take his whole Grenache crop and he actually ripped out some Barbera and he's going to put in some uh, Mavedra and Syrah in Kerrigan to, uh, <laughs> to support a little bit more that of a contra Costa program. Kerrigan, so baby, that good old. Yeah. It's, I love that little area. It, it's one of those places like, Host, like a hospitality program, you, you'd have a tough time surviving yeah. to support it. Mm-hmm. But the wines are unique. And like there is something like it, it's they're wild. Like it's it's it is like the Wild West and the wines kind of reflect. Mm-hmm. We get a, culture. We, we get some stuff from Contra Costa County because the weather is so, you know, ideal for growing. Mm-hmm. As far as produce and stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. For some of the like stuff that sort of is able to Brentwood has and like in through nights and stuff. There's still quite a bit of ag. Like corn grows great out there, and you know there's uh, there's other stuff like mm-hmm. produce. I think lettuce is. I, think I see some lettuce. stuff out there. I think what a little more, probably a little more. Uh... Well, like Dwelly Family Farms is out there. Who does yeah. like? Uh, I mean, they'll they'll be they're like a little bit. You know, they they just grow a lot of like sort of the summer stuff, and because of the weather, they're able to continue that on a little further than everyone else. Yeah, obviously Brentwood corn is like I'm, yeah. I'm obsessed with so i don't yeah it's it's delicious yeah the the way station that we they're they're a big nut farmer i know they grow a lot yeah. of nuts out there there's too, just so. it's just a trip look when you go out there i mean we're it's so easy to walk into restaurants and see the best version of everything on a plate and you see brentwood corn mixed in with like sashimi and chanterelle mushrooms and it's like that's gangster yeah and then you drive out there to pick up some kerrigan and you're like that's where that shit's grown. I know. I know. <laughs> you, it, it's it's not that far. Yeah. Like you go right over Vasco, and yeah. the, like if you ever played Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> <You're right. laughs> like, where you leave the city and like drive over the hill to like where it's like kind of kind of yeah yeah exactly. It, that's how it feels. You're just like, well, you just drove over a hill and like it went from like green hillsides to like it's brown because it's drier and warmer out there. 
and just like the way things grow and the things that grow out there are different, but mm-hmm. it is, it's, 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 man, there's some amazing stuff out there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So take a trip out there and see it if you, if, if you don't, or if you, when, when you drive by it, I mean, pay attention. Cause yeah, it's like, that's, it, it drives people so drive, much. People drive that constantly. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Emma, our hospitality yeah. person comes over the hill from Oakley every, every day. Yeah. When we get into harvest, I, I always talked about it, but uh, I'm just going to start bringing you like five gallon buckets of grapes. Do for you to I do got stuff. lots of stuff I can do with. Yeah. Sick. Actually, so one thing that I don't think anyone's had a chance to do yet is like Altamont with their spent grain. I mean, would you ever consider? Uh, you can use it like sort of like a nuka, like a rice bran pickle. Mm. Like I've done that. We've done that in the past um, at places like where you sort of just like uh, inoculate it in a, in a sense and then like use it to sort of bury pickles in. Like the you know the Japanese tradition of a rice bran pickle and nuka, you you can do that with some of the spent spent stuff. Uh, I haven't done a ton of them. I haven't done. I've done a lot of like not a lot. I've done some. Um, I worked with at a few of these pairing kind of events. We worked with Moonlight, and we got some like fresh hops from them and stuff like that. That was the first time I sort of treated fresh hops the way that people will. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but I haven't had a lot of opportunity to work with sort of the byproduct. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's an opportunity for it, like even just like grape must and stuff you can use. Yeah. Could you things. could you do bread with that? Could you repurpose that for is, or is it like? Yeah, you could. It wouldn't be a. It would be a, like a flavoring component more than more it would than be that. a sort of benefit to fermentation like or yeah. yeah, like you know, because like you porridge breads are a, a European tradition, and you know they do a lot of them at tartine, but and it's mostly just for to to like sort of strengthen and increase hydration, so you get like a more tender bread, and you can so you know, but. That's probably how you would use it. But it, I imagine it's probably a little bit. Spent grain is, is good, like, for cover crop, too, just because there's a lot of mm-hmm. organic nitrogen. So, like, it's, it's like, actually a nice thing to dump back in the field, mm-hmm. you know, reintroduce some nitrogen yeah. to, the, to the earth without, yeah. you know, throwing. And there's definitely, the there's definitely doesn't go wasted. I mean, yeah, you yeah see they, I think they have a farmer. Oh, really? That. But they're always like, yeah, like, you know. We would, yeah, we would consider it. We, talk, we blah, blah, talked blah. about it. Uh, I bet I could, uh, yeah, I'm sure you could use it sort of in the way that you use malt powders. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we use for the milk <laughs> and honey, like we use a malt powder for that. You can you can figure that out, like sort of, it would, you know, sort of Let's just give you the same thing. Let's just say you were using it for your Monday night dinners with them. How would you apply it in that capacity? I think I would probably do that. I, I think it would it'd be a way to, use, like, reper- like, instead of using a powdered malt, uh, I think I could probably incorporate it in that way. Otherwise, maybe in something, you know, bread-wise, but, you know, once you started, some, something's gone through a treatment, like, you've got to anticipate it losing a lot of its flavor. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's, yeah. and then you're just sort of, yeah, just using it to use it isn't a reason to use it. Milk and honey, we should maybe at least, you know. It's not even mine. I hate to admit it, but. No. Yeah. No, I'm just <laughs> oh, my God. My old pa- a pastry, a pastry chef I had at uh, St. Vincent. Jeanette Taylor, I think she's married now, so she may have taken uh, a different last name, but she um, she was the one who brought it like up first. We were looking for sort of a really simple ice cream dessert because the same thing applied there as it does at St. Vincent or at mm-hmm. uh, Range Life, and that's just like really simple desserts because we're not pastry chefs and we don't want to like sort of overemphasize something we're not mm-hmm. talented it's at. Good bread for a non-pastry chef. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's, that's different. I've had training on that, but they. Um, 
and that was like sort of what we ended up with. You know, we could change some things about it, and and uh, obviously made it a lot more savory because I like the salt. It's it's delicious. It's the olive oil. You only you yeah. get some complaints and maybe it's a little salty, but I get love it. Out of no, here. People say that about a lot of things. Nerds, like, yeah, I don't no, know. that is slavery, right? It's, That's yeah. Slavery. Yeah. It feels like the greatest, and I mean this. I I mean this is a compliment. I hope it like you know you're always like I'm about to tell you how I feel about your food. It feels like the best flavored cereal milk. That's how it should taste. You've ever had in your yeah, life. Yeah, like you just finished up some waffle crisp and then like maybe like Threw put some a little cocoa sea salt on it. In, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it, it should taste like cereal milk. That's, it is so good. Yeah. Yeah. The moment of silence there. Yeah, yeah. thank thank yeah, thanks for that one. <laughs> Making my job easy. <laughs> Um, Come get the milk. Talked a little bit about Altamont, the the Monday night thing that you guys do is, is that's been a big success for you guys. It's working, yeah, yeah. I think that's one it's of the fun. best deals in town for sure. I think so too. I mean, you know, it's it like some people anticipate a, a fried chicken night being a little bit more of like a bucket of chicken kind of thing, <laughs> and we do like a we do make a we make a dish that's complimentary to chicken, yeah, uh, to the fried chicken. So, and even then, like you know, we might be serving it with like Yakovi butter beans and you know, happy acre squash and all that kind of stuff. So we're usually oh, making yeah. a dish that is a dish uh, 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 like that I would serve on the normal menu. Yeah. Um, but it also has the benefit of being um, inexpensive. Yeah. I like, I love the fact that like, you, you know, if you want fried chicken, you're, you know, you're going to get fried chicken, but like the complimentary pieces to it might change week to week. And yeah. The beer I think changes week to week as well. He's been sitting on the, he's been, he's been steady on the shot away lately. Cause it's such a, like perfect works well yeah perfect thing with the chicken but yeah it occasionally like mix it up yeah nice. how did so, that uh the western movie night go i saw oh, that yeah. uh you guys were like put the on the projection screen you gotta put the old school westerns and stuff like that yeah i think it did pretty good yeah was it but yeah. people had fun i think so yeah yeah did you cater a menu to it i, I nah. flipped it no just show the movie just flat iron steaks like, and, yeah. <laughs> nobody iron. eats flat irons that's a myth everybody thinks they yeah. they want to but they're like then they're like what's this like what's this thing i can't eat in the middle of it yeah you know, like, <laughs> flat iron's good and plus it's like flat iron's like one of those things about our lives and the and the and the, and the industry where like it was an inexpensive cut mm-hmm. and why people use it. Now it's just as expensive as, yeah, you know, you. strip loin or, or, uh, or like a top sirloin or something. So it's like, you know, yeah. Get something people will want for the same price. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like my dad won't pay high price for tilapia. Cause growing up, it was like a bottom feeder. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then we like went out to go get, you know, dinner and he's like, why is this tilapia so expensive? <laughs> It's a uh, tilapia. It's like, is, I, I I won't buy it tilapia. Just, yeah. tilapia. Like, you know, yeah. just tilapia. I mean, it's fish. like yeah. I don't I don't know. It's, I'm not yeah. I'm not big on it. Yeah, exactly. I'm picky as shit. So I don't I don't eat, yeah I don't eat it either. But uh, I'm picky about everything. So <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. You said that. But yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, all right. So changing gears a little bit. Um, we are here in Livermore. Um, we're dealing with something that's coming up very soon for a lot of us, and it's the Measure P and Hotel Talks, which I'm sure you've kind of heard about. Just curious to know just, I mean, where you stand with the idea of a hotel. You don't have to tell us we sway this way or that way, but where, I mean... I think development of downtown is beneficial to everybody downtown mm-hmm. and in the greater area. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, the, the if I had an opinion about it uh, that was my own mm-hmm. i would say that um you know the thing that's missing i think is the way that we aren't going after the people in the south bay specifically like sort of san jose 
to treat this like a you know to, to stop here instead of keep going north mm-hmm. like and something like a hotel is important to do that other mm-hmm. uh, you know you could day trip anywhere mm-hmm. um, but that's not like what happens a lot when you go out because you're drinking like mm-hmm. you know you need a yeah. you need a you need a something you need a you need a home base to uber yeah, back to right to yeah and that doesn't exist here yet yeah um it does in these sort of chain hotels or whatever but that's not that's not I don't think that's as, as desirable. That's, that's like business commuter hotel, you know, you're here for a conference. Well, usually you want to you want to stay next be. to stuff, right? Yeah. Like you don't want to walk out to You want to walk out the lobby door and look to and see range life. Yeah, yeah that's that, yeah, that's an inexpensive weekend mm-hmm. in the scheme of things. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. Know, to go stay at a boutique hotel, go have a couple a, a nice meals all over the place, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, range life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> finish your finish, start and finish your weekend. Yeah. Stop in for a cocktail at Range Life. Get yeah. dinner at Range Life. And yeah. Stay for a dessert at Range Life. And but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's just no reason that anybody should be going past Livermore to mm-hmm. go north. I 100 agree that it is. I it's mean, all, it's close. Like it's close. You have to pass it most of the time. Yeah, the 580 <laughs> is literally running right through and pretty much will take you wherever you want to go mm-hmm. from most places. Right. So, yeah, it's it's yeah. the quality of wines, the quality of cuisine, the downtown scene. You know, if you want to go out and, you know, go go wild down at, you know, one of the bars. Mm, that's great. Totally. If you want a higher end experience, we've got it. Yeah. But people and it's tough to people to justify, like, I'm going to spend all day, all night in Livermore and then figure out how to get back to Santa Clara. Yeah. Like your like wine tour kind of customer. Is that like, yeah, a, is that a resident? Of the Tri Valley, most of the most of yeah, like most, most of, of our wine club members and, and the folks that visit us, uh, just because of the fact that we don't have that tourism component or the the ability to stay really, you know, we have Purple Orchid, but there's ten rooms and that's not they're true, booked yeah. most of the time with weddings and uh, you know, good for them. That's awesome that they're make the money. They're man. you know the they're money. not pretty well booked up. Um, but actually, a lot of those people are, you know, like my parents have stayed there the night, and they live in in town for the most part. Right? Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's just a fun a, place to go, and yeah, like yeah. It's just that's great that it's there. accessible. I think there's room. I, I think there's room for at least one. <laughs> and, and, and this, if if this, and when this kicks off, I think it'll make it'll show people that there's room for a lot more. Yeah, I, there's well, there's already one that just got approved or at least passed uh, some of the litigation, which is on Hanson and Arroyo. Which, uh, so, I mean, we could go from zero to two, one downtown and one wine country, you know, mm. kind of bed and breakfast style. Yeah, because a part of the other Almost thing is uh, what would be beneficial in that regard is that, like, <laughs> I don't know that that, that the culinary the hospitality part of it needs to be so central. Like, I think that there is what's missing, I mean, Wente excluding, mm. is is this sort of, like, having these dining experiences in the middle of yes. it. Yes. Yep. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. that, you could do it a little bit of it, like at, at you know, yeah. these tasting rooms, a, ta- a, a j- you know, adjacent to these tasting rooms or whatever, but like something that's specific to it, which is something that exists in in you know Napa yeah. and Sonoma. We need our bricks or our Don Giovanni's yeah. and our that's just right. sitting there. Yeah. And obviously, it's well developed, but, at this point, you, but it's hard to do if there's not a place to sort of to ground it all. Like yes. otherwise, you're so. just relying on local business which is where what we're all what we're already looking we're yeah we're yeah. fishing in the same pond right and uh you know it's great when new businesses like range life come in to that point though like if we have the same amount of customers right you know we we, we need to bring in some more people from out right. of the area like it's good that you know to your point of 
people are here and they they appreciate food and they go out and they want to be accessible like we absolutely need that that's our bloodline it's the foundation yeah but you need you, you know, need to build on to, it you need to continue to yeah. build and uh yeah, we need, we need to give re- re- people a reason to stay. And, and I, I think any anything I think any like I think the opposition or I, I don't totally I can't speak to the nuances of mm. it, but I think like you really got to start looking like you really got to approach it for the greater good of everything. Yeah, and if it's noise or whatever kind of blah you know stuff that can be a problem in these things, I mean you got to like mm-hmm. is that worth? Like what, what it would do after. for the area, like so I mean, for really the, for the sake of time, we won't go into it. We got plenty of seasons, yeah. but we wish it was more like that. Unfortunately, it's 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 not. I know. It's, it's, it's it not. really is. Uh, unfortunately, kind of a, a pissing contest huh. of the haves and have nots. One hundred percent. So, um, um, which sucks. So, I mean, at the end of the day, vote uh, vote yes. Measure P. We yes, need, on we P, need that people. hotel. If you're um, a Livermore Valley or Livermore resident and you are a voter, if you're not a voter, start. Voting. What are you doing? It's election year. I don't know if you guys have noticed uh, what's going on. A lot of important things happening. Not just locally, but countrywide. We got some issues. I don't have a Twitter, so I don't know what's going on. We're just we're just magging right now, which is weird. But it's, uh, yeah, I mean, so it's important. We'll continue to talk about it. We just, we're going to get everyone's perspective leading up and, and, you know, and shortly after. Because we, I mean, there's a, a realm of perspectives. We just, we need to hear it. Uh, but with that said, kind of rounding it out, I just wanted to kind of just finish with one little piece that I'm interested to see how it goes. And then we will, uh, and then that, that wraps up our uh, wraps up our episode, Bill. It's sad okay. to say we did well. Only two beers. Do you want to slug one more before it's over? Yeah, I'll hit that. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go back I to wish work. We have some beers. So um, I uh, oh, yeah, was muscle relaxers. Right. We were we were poking some of the staff five in particular, and we said if you could describe Bill in one word, how would you describe it? And it was all over the place. <laughs> so the first one thing people are getting fired. Actually, so yeah, I'll say the w- one word, and you guess who it is. Sure. We'll start with the softball. Go Bears. Oh, come on. <laughs> right, so that was... Talk uh, about a guy fishing for a shout-out. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Raph, bro. Yeah, we love man, you. That's my man, Raffy. Um Our second... You know, someone described you as, like, super sublime. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Be it, is that music or is that your energy? I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um... Uh, do I have a pool of people to work from? Front of the house. Front of the house? Server. <sighs> no idea. Daniel. Oh, uh, well. Daniel, <laughs> yeah, Danielle's an important part of our family, so I, I get that. All okay, right. All right. Yeah, she sees uh, a she sees oh, a nicer sees... version of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second or the third being, uh, it depends on the day. <laughs> Can you give me a hint? Um, sure. She is in the front of the house. Um, she's not a server. Is she married to me? She's married to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. When I asked her that, and she like, it didn't take much. It didn't take long. And it was like this phrase. To be in- fair, I'd say the same thing. Since you moved to California, it's getting softer. Right. Um, so fourth, we have 
What's your what's your deal? AirPods. What's your deal with AirPods? I don't know. I like listening to the podcast and talking on the phone and and doing all the things I need to do. And I don't like pulling my headphones every time. I don't. <laughs> so it is a thing. Come on. Um, I don't know who is that. That's Wayne Ito. Oh, he's. I saw him with him the other day. So we, uh, he's on the train. He'll he'll understand soon. Um, <laughs> How useful they are. So lastly, this is the one that we really. I mean, we're having fun with. This is one that's really kind of. I mean, so someone described you as gripping and inspiring. <laughs> She works in the kitchen with you, um, and so the, I mean, and, and, is that my, and is she that my, is that my girl. That's yeah. So she went on to give more than one word, but um, to just finish out this segment, I think a lot of folks at Range Life have really found found it gripping and inspiring to work with you. Um, I think your food speaks to a, a lot of like who you are because it's it, it's fun loving, but it's always serious. It changes like so. I think I think that was my favorite one of all of them. And yes, that one's from our from our, Amy from Amy there. Yeah, a- Amy gets it. Uh, you know, like everything I do is like that. I don't, it's on me all the time. Mm-hmm. If I'm in a shitty mood or in a good mood, <laughs> yeah. it's me. And I don't, uh, all the food is like, I don't, all the food I, I just do cause I want to eat it. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a reflection of me. Mm-hmm. I don't make anything I don't want to eat. All right. So, well, do you yeah, have cool. any, uh, last little qu- any questions or last little sentiments there over there, Bill? I mean, thank you for joining us, man. This was yeah, fun. This is cool. Season one, season two. I'll be back one. next year. Yep. <laughs> Mic drop. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I want to say just, uh, you know, on, on behalf of the whole Livermore Valley, thank you for bringing that new dynamic. You definitely, uh, I agree with what you said. You, you filled a void for something new. And, uh, yeah, I, I think the whole culinary scene has is, is responded and people are trying to step their game up. It's big. That's what we need. Every time somebody opens a good uh, a business here and they're doing a good job or, or sourcing good materials and or putting those all together in a, in a classy way and then making it accessible. Uh, yeah, if I, if, if I had any la- lasting word, I would say that it's important to support your local farmers. Like, it, you know. Don't buy from big box, big distributors. Mm-hmm. Don't buy the, you know, the bullshit commodity stuff. Like, do the extra work. Drive to a market. Mm-hmm. Connect with a farmer who needs to sell their 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 stuff, and like that's will make the difference mm-hmm. with all your food. So, and what you, eat, I mean, this is true of the, the consumer. Go to a farmer's mm-hmm. market. Like, yeah. what are you doing on a Saturday morning? We have them every Thursdays and Sundays in the summertime. Yeah, like, yeah you know. Yeah. The Pleasanton one on Saturdays. Or really join nice a too. CSA or something. Like, if you can't drive to it, join mm-hmm. a F and CSA. Like, it's not, it's pretty easy mm-hmm. these days. Yeah. And it'll be, you'll find, you know. Start having fun with it. Everybody yeah. feels better when they eat better, so. That is true. I can say so myself. <laughs> sure right now. Speaking yeah. of his sweatshirt. Do you guys have any uh, youth boys extra large sweatshirts uh, available? <laughs> Don't lie, bro. You need a youth medium. Uh, I think it, I, Lauren Lauren got the gamut of sizes. Okay, we got, yeah. There's lots of swag at, at Range Life to be had. I need a, a sweatshirt. Well designed. Lots of them. And just I like just, when Wayne has a sick shirt on. He's like, yeah, this is actually my wife's. <laughs> he had a sick LA Raiders shirt on one day. He's like, "Yeah, I think this is Lawrence." <laughs> That's great. To set the record straight, I, I stole the sweater from a farmer. Um, so on that note, <laughs> you needed the thirty bucks. Uh, we, the we needed thirty bucks. Turd. He was out of produce. I'll take the sweater. Um, thanks for guys. All right, cheers. Fuck Thank yeah, you, yeah. this cheers. was fun. Appreciate all you right, go. all right. Cheers, man. Cheers. Ah. With your tea. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm on like a bunch of meds right now. All right. (laughs) Let's let this kind of fade out a little bit and we're done.
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the TTG Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at TTG underscore podcast and at Nottingham Cellars for all of the latest news and specials. Located on Vasco and Research next door to the Altamont Beer Works, our taste room is open to the public Thursday through Sunday from 12 to 4.30 or book an appointment Monday through Wednesday. Remember, wine is best shared, so don't forget to plan your next special event with us using the email reservations at NottinghamCellars.com. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'll see you next time. Don't ask this guy about waffles. This chain <laughs> <laughs> is the segment now. Secret waffles. project. Waffles. Some spring, some seasonal spring project. <laughs> oh, the next oh. seasonal menu. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>